Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. I am excited to be here with you guys. It's a wonderful Tuesday morning for me, bright and sunny. Spring is in the air, and I am loving it, and I hope you guys are doing great as well. Today's going to be a good one. I am excited about the material we've got, things we're going to go over. We will jump into that in just a little bit, but first, as always, here it comes. Our shout out for this week is going to go to Kids Matter Pro because why not? Okay, Kids Matter Pro has tons of things that you can get for just $19.95 a month. Yep, that's right, $20 a month. It's like four coffees, which it's not that bad. Coffee's important, but Kids Matter Pro is more important. You're going to get a magazine, uh, magazine subscription because Kids Matter Magazine is awesome, um, and I love receiving it. Uh, you're going to get free things every single month. You're going to get games, activities, prayer cards, whatever. You're going to get ministry coaching um, and, you know, a lot of special backstage access if you are going to any events and stuff like that. You're going to get a lot of cool things. Um, and it's totally worth it. You get way more each month than you are paying for. So I would encourage you guys to jump right into Kids Matter Pro. I'm going to have the link down below now. Our story time for this week is relatively plain and simple and straightforward, but it's exciting. You see, people are coming back. I had a family come back to volunteer this Sunday for me for the first time in over a year. They had not been back. They came back the week before Easter, came two weeks, um, and jumped right into serving, and it is awesome. Um, people are ready to go. They're ready to jump in. They might need a little bit of nudging. I did have to text them a few times, but they jumped in, um, and they are glad to be back, and I'm glad to have them back. So people are coming back, guys. People are excited. People are ready to be back into the swing of things. Um, I got my vaccine yesterday. Um, side note, got the Johnson & Johnson, and then the day after I get Johnson & Johnson, CDC says that they're not using it anymore because of rare blood clotting. I'm like, great, okay. Somebody could have told me this before, but that's, that's that. My arm still hurts. Whatever. That's life. But we're here now. I'm good. Hopefully, I'll be able to record a podcast next week, but Lord willing, we'll see. Uh, today, uh, I wanted to talk about longevity in ministry. Yes, the guy who's been in ministry for eight months is going to talk about it. That's why I looked at other sources. I'm going to have links down below for some of the sources that I use to um, get an idea, inspire myself, and add on and build up to it. So uh, you guys can check out those articles as well. They've got tons of useful info, um, but we're jumping in longevity in ministry. I have three big points for you guys to jump into today, um, and I am excited about them. Point number one, I bet if I took a note, if I if I took a, a poll here for you guys, uh, most of you guys would get this one, but it starts and ends with God. Ministry starts and ends with God. This is number one, it's most important, like this is like the no-brainer, duh. If you want to have longevity in ministry, preteen ministry, kids ministry, wherever, this is broad, this is not super specific to a general uh, area of ministry. If you want to have longevity in ministry, it must begin with God. We cannot last in ministry without God. It, it Ministry is hard. It's thankless most of the time. It's brutal to the spirit. It, it And it doesn't make sense unless it's God's calling. If we're being honest, I don't, there's no, there's no reason outside of that, you know? This point isn't so much uh, a lean on God for ministry, 
Um, that's important, right? That's vital to ministry. But I can lean on God in a nine to five in a cushy office building with way better salary, with you know all the things that I need, um, without having to deal with the uh, gritty, messy life of people, um, without having to have the pressure of ministry and expectations and parents and volunteers, right? I can do all that and lean on God. So this isn't as much a lean on God point as it is uh, that this is a God-given desire, that it starts and ends with God, that your career in ministry is is surrounded by the call from the Lord. So, yeah, that's big. Are we called to be in ministry, to have longevity in ministry? We have to ask ourselves, this is our call. For me, the Lord blessed me, honestly, by giving me no other desire. I could not tell you a career um, that I would want to have besides ministry. I could. There's nothing that seems enjoyable to me. The closest thing I got to was at one point I tried to be a teacher, got half a semester into that, and decided that that was not for me. So, ministry has to be a God-given desire, um, a soul need, a soul yearning to shepherd the flock. And in that, in that, we must learn to surrender our lives uh, to the Lord and let uh, every aspect of our ministry um, start and end with God, right? So, so this is where the leaning on part comes, okay? So, it has to be a soul calling, right? We're not going to last in ministry if we're not called to ministry. It's just not a job that is worth continuing in if you don't have a call in it. Now, for us to have a call in it, we still have to live out of the Lord. Um, and so we have to surrender our lives for, uh, from the 945 church service, right? Starts and ends with God to the 3 p.m. Tuesday afternoon. It all needs to reflect Jesus, whether we're cutting out parts of a story, doing a coloring book, doing motions for a song that you have to retake four times. I'm not saying this from personal experience this morning. Whatever it is, it starts and ends with God. And that leads into prayer. Um, pray a lot. Learn to seek the Lord in prayer. Okay, If you are not into it, I want to encourage you guys um, to dive in to prayer. Learn to pray for your ministry, right? Your preteen ministry, your kids' ministry, youth ministry, whatever. Learn to pray for your ministry. Learn to pray for your leaders and your students and their parents by name. That's important to have them in there. Uh, pray for yourself. Pray for your church. Pray for your community. When we center ourselves in prayer, we keep God as the center. Uh, we keep uh, our ministry, a focus of the Lord and not just a job. You see, it's easy to turn ministry into a job, and that's where it gets uh, taxing. It gets brutal when it's a nine-to-five instead of a ministry of the Lord. Um, it's hard to see the point in continuing. And so when we pray and when we seek God's will in that, then we are able to center ourselves and start and end with God and remember why we're in ministry. So that is point number one. For longevity in ministry, for sustainability in ministry, it starts and ends with God. Point number two is adjust your expectations. This is the one I'm learning. This is this is full of my experience here. Okay, this is not a nine to five. There isn't like a, a hierarchy to climb. 
right? You're not going for CEO, boss, uh, owner, whatever. You're not going for manager. You are going for shepherd. You are shepherding the flock. You start there, you end there. It's not much to go, right? It's not a mountain summit. It's not a checklist. Um, even as preteen pastors, we're committing ourselves to shepherding the flock, okay? We, we might not be taking as wide a burden or as wide a reach as our uh, main pastor, right? We're not taking the burden of the lead pastor or whoever that is, um, but we're committing to shepherd's flock in our area and our parents with volunteers and students, um, no matter how dirty and how grimy it gets, okay? Because ministry is hard. And, I mean, ministry is not what I thought it was, okay? I uh, I want to hang out with kids on Wednesday nights and, and you know, drink monsters and, and be cool and, and whatever. And, you know, like it was just going to be cruising. It was going to be easy. My volunteers were going to show up and know what they needed to do. Um, there was never going to be issues. You know, everyone would just understand and move and flow just like me. And anyone who's been in ministry more than like a month knows that that's not true. If I continue to see ministry and seek ministry how I initially thought it was going to be, what I initially imagined, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to drop out because that's just not going to come into fruition. So uh, ministry is about adjusting your expectations constantly. We have to adjust our mentality. We have to learn. We can't grow and continue to minister without learning and adjusting our expectations. We have to uh, learn from podcasts. Hey, you're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you guys. You got one down. Uh, read books. Talk to pastors who have been there longer than you. Network with other pastors around you, okay? More than likely, you've got more than one church in your area. Now, you might not have another church with a preteen ministry, but you got a church with an elementary ministry, and they minister to preteens, so talk with them. Be willing to adjust your mentality and learn. Um, it, and also with our expectations, we have to be ready to take on um, critique. Okay, We have to expect criticism. We have to be prepared to take hits. Ministry is hard. People have opinions, and sometimes they're different than ours. People are the hardest part of ministry, and unfortunately, they're always going to be there. So be ready for criticism. Adjust your expectations. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be flawless. People are going to have issues. People are going to complain, and you have to decide if you're going to let those complaints dig into your skin or if you are going to shake them off and continue to minister. So when we don't adjust our expectations, we set ourselves up for burnout. We have to be flexible. We have to be ready to change, transition, grow, learn, whatever it is. Ministry is wild. So be ready for that. Be ready to adjust. Be ready to be flexible. And lastly, you have limits. Learn to accept them. Mm, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I got. I mean, it's so easy to try not to. It's so easy to try and be super pastor. It's so easy to be uh, all burdened. Uh, the story of Moses is, is thrown a lot, around a lot in that where Moses is like trying to take on the whole like country of Israel in the desert and they're already a bunch of whiny like babies and like Moses is burning out and his wife leaves him and like his Jethro comes in and he's like, dude, you can't do this yourself. You've got to accept your limits. 
So we have to accept our limits. We're humans. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have hard days. We're going to have peaks. It's going to be great. We're going to have valleys. It's going to be hard. There's going to be death. There's going to be sickness. There's going to be stress and anxiety. There's going to be nights you're kept awake. There's going to be days where you just don't feel like working. There's going to be days where you are halfway through your to-do list at 11 o'clock. Yeah. But we have to accept our limits. We have to prepare for them. Um, and if we don't prepare for our limits, if we're not willing to acknowledge them, we're going to get caught off guard. We're going to burn out quick and we're going to be gone. We're not going to last in ministry. We also have physical limits, okay? We are not Jesus. We can't be everywhere at once. We are not omnipresent. Um, and we can only do so much. And we need help from others. Learn to ask for help. Volunteers, staff, spouses, friends, family, all of those are people that can help you, okay? Learn to get help from others. We can't and should not lone wolf ministry. That's just not how it works. Actually, I have a whole podcast on that. That's like the second one I did. Uh, so that's way back, but dangers of lone wolf ministry are brutal. They will take us out faster than almost anything else in this list. So do not try and do it alone. Um, when we don't accept our limits, we, we set ourselves up for physical and emotional burnout, right? We're going to be physically tired. If we're working 80 hours a week, that's not going to work. Just not. And even if we, even if I, Sam Beam, can work 80 hours a week, I have a fiance that I'm marrying in a month. 31 days, actually. That's terrifying. Anyways, I have a fiance I'm marrying. I'm going to have a wife in 31 days. And if I'm working 80 hours a week, I might be fine. But what about my family? What about my wife? What about when we have kids? What about that, right? Even if we have you know, just some supernatural ability to work huge hours or to work at home or whatever, we are leaving others out. And so even if we don't burn out, we might be burning out our family and we don't want that either because that'll just lead to more emotional, physical, mental exhaustion. And so make sure you are setting limits and accepting them. We try and juggle too much. We want too much on our plate. And the remedy for this, <laughs> talked about a Monday, get to plug it in, go check out my nugget, but rest. The remedy for this is rest and reliance on others. Okay, so rest, have a day off. Have a routine each week to refresh and reset. I'm working on expanding my routine to a whole day, um, a, a Sabbath. Um, I talk about it in my nugget, but Sabbath is something that the American church leaves out a lot. Um, it's easy to forget, but a day of true rest. I'm trying to work on turning off my phone and staying off of that. Um, another routine I have is each Saturday night, I try and be in bed an hour before I want to be asleep. I get myself tea, okay, chamomile tea, and I read a book, and that helps me center. It helps me rest, and it helps me prepare for Sunday because Sundays are big, and I want to be on my A game. So rest, have a have a routine. Um, make it more than just a little thing, though. Have a plan for rest and then rely on others. Let others step in. Give them space to support you in your ministry, wherever you are, but rely on others, okay? So rest and rely on others. Accept your limits. Running through those three points again, guys. Start and end your ministry with God. Make sure it's your calling, and in that calling, do all things through Christ. Number two is adjust your expectations. This is not a one-time thing. This is not a get into ministry. Oh, let me adjust. This is a daily thing. 
things are going to go different. You're going to have emergencies. It's not going to look how you want it. Adjust your expectations. And lastly, learn your limits and accept them. Life is hard. Life is brutal, guys. But when we learn our limits, when we are able to rest and rely on others, then we can take that burden off. So for longevity, guys, remember, just acknowledge your limits. Adjust your expectations. Rely on God. And this isn't a one-cure-all. It's not going to make everything automatically go away. It's not going to make ministry easier. But when we have those three things um, you know, rattling around in our brain at all times, we are able to reflect Remember our reasons in ministry, take breaks, um, and maybe, Lord willing, have another great 10, 20, 30 years in ministry as we minister to the people that we love and care about so deeply. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. Don't forget to check out Kids Matter Pro online. I've also, also got the article links down below if you guys want to check those out. That is it for this episode. I will see you guys Monday with our next Nugget Owl. See you later.